My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode 11. And I'm sitting here today with Leland Wetzel, the owner and CEO of Xylo Bats. I say that right? Yep. Awesome. That's exactly right. Man, tell me, well, first, how'd you come up with the name Xylo Bats? So, um, I made my first bet in 2012, and so whenever I made my first bet, I didn't even think of a name. Honestly, didn't even think that it was going to be a business per se. I made it for my nephew for his one-year birthday uh, when I made it, prayed to the Lord that he would give me a passion for it, and he did. And then, honestly, I had a few guys contact me and say, hey, man, I would love to you know, try one of your bats if you ever make one you know, that you're not going to use. And um, that's how it started rolling. So then I, I thought, I guess at the beginning of 2013, I needed to have a name. So I started kind of figuring out what that was going to look like, um, and I looked up different, I guess, what wood means in different languages, and I came across Zylo. It stands for made of wood. Um, in Greek, it's like a prefix word, so basically um, a xylophone is an instrument instrument made of wood. So it was between Zylo and uh, Boomtown Bats because I was from Burke. <laughs> And so I kind of weighed my options and asked my friends, and they were basically like, Boomtown sounds really pretty lame if you're not from Burke. So I was like, okay, Zylo it is. And um, and really it's it's kind of taken off from there, and, and Zylo's kind of become a staple. The, whenever I talk to the pros, that's their favorite thing about the bats is the logo and the name, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. So much better decision yeah. than Boomtown <laughs> Yeah, than Boomtown. I'm like, yeah, you're right. No one really understands Boomtown bats. So, so you said 23rd. So when did you start? What year? Uh, I made my first one in 2012, okay. and then I actually opened the business in 2014, January 1st of 2014. Uh, and honestly, that's crazy. From yeah, up, up until now, um, you know, the dream has always been for it to be you know full time deal. Um, but with any business, I mean, it takes it takes a good while to to get to a full time gig. Um, especially with a, a wife and a kid, you have to think of, you have to bring in some money uh, yeah. in order to put food on the table and also healthcare is such a, a huge deal right now or insurance in general. So it's been a slow process the first couple of years, just because I knew that I had to, um, be able to support my family as well. Man. And I remember sitting down with you, I think it was Atlanta bread. Is that what it was, or was it, was, it Jimmy's uh, Egg? We were, we were. Um, that, that place has changed restaurants. So it was at times. Market Street. Oh Whenever yeah. Whenever we sat and we we're talking about, uh, what were we talking about? Um, we we're talking about website stuff. Yeah. At first, golly, that was, that might have been 2013. I mean, that that was probably before I even opened the business, or right after. Yeah. Um, whenever people started asking for bats, <laughs> I thought, I guess I need to take this a little more seriously than, than I thought I needed to. So that was a golly, that was a good while ago. That's crazy. I mean, so from twenty, so you launched twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. and talk a little bit actually about you just entered a contest and had some huge success with it. Talk about that process. So the chip starter yeah. contest. So I I saw the chip starter contest. I guess two weeks ago, two fridays ago and just saw it on instagram and it was kind of after talking to them they basically said chip came one day and was like i want to do a contest and uh they were like okay uh <laughs> you know like they have this huge celebration going on they're filming season five so you know they're pretty busy but um so they got on it and i think they started the contest in, on september 18th or 19th somewhere around there and i didn't see it until 
golly, towards the end of September. So I found out Friday, uh, filmed with uh, Casey Burt, one of my good friends, on Saturday, turned it in on Sunday. They approved it on Monday, and then we found out on Tuesday that we were one of the finalists. And so at that good point, we night. didn't realize, yeah, I mean, it was it was a quick turnaround. And at that point, we didn't realize, you know, how many people had entered. And come to find out, there was 2,700 entries in this whole, you know, the whole deal. And I mean, entries from all over the world. Actually, one of the finalists were from Nepal. They're uh, missionaries over there in Nepal, and they flew in for this. But so they got the 2,700 entries, which adds up to about 90 hours of video. And so their entire team sat down on Tuesday. I'm trying to think of what date that was. I can't remember what date that was. But, yeah, Tuesday. And they went through all 2,700 videos, narrowed it down to 100, and then Chip watched 100. So on their website, it actually said... How do they have time for this stuff? I do. I don't Which know. Mean that, I, mean, I mean, that's going crazy. Down there, yeah, going down there, I mean, they are like bees just running around doing everything. And they're the happiest people that you'll ever meet. I mean, it is unbelievable. And um, so on their website, it said, you'll find out if you're a finalist on Tuesday afternoon. It ended that Tuesday morning. You'll find out Tuesday afternoon. Well, I didn't hear anything. You know, it was 5 o'clock, and I hadn't heard anything. So I just kind of thought, well, you know, it's fun. Made, got a cool video out of it. And, you know, got some um, publicity out of it and some good marketing with that video. And just texting all my friends, hey, didn't make it. And, uh, and then at 7.30, I got the call that, that we were one of the finalists. And so then I texted all my friends. It's like, hey, just kidding. We made it. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's we better than going there. the other way. <laughs> right. like we got No, we didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we went down there Friday, that Friday, which, I mean, those people from Nepal, they found out Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was basically like, hey, you're going to fly out Friday. And so they flew uh, Friday, you know, all the way here just, just for that. And um, so, yeah, so we got there, and they actually told us we couldn't come on Friday because our night was Saturday night. If we came Friday, we'd be disqualified. I thought, well, that's kind of weird, but I didn't really think much about it. So, yeah, then we got up there on Saturday, and we each person got their 60-second spiel of why, why they should be the winner of the grand prize, which was whatever you asked for in your video or in the entry fee. You had to put, like, a, a financial amount of what could get you to the next step. And so we all gave our pitch. And honestly, whenever I gave my pitch, I was like, yeah, I'm not. There's no way I'm winning because, you know, the person to the left of me, they're trying to uh, make, you know, lower class kids better in life, basically. You know, they're they're mentoring them and all this stuff. And then uh, the girl next to me, her mom had just passed away. And the last thing her mom told her was go after your dream, which was having a photography business. And I'm in the middle and I'm like, I make wood bats. You know what I mean? I'm like, I mean, how do you compete with that? And so... Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, we we pray over our bats and for the people that get our bats and stuff like that. But still, I was like, man, just give give the money to these people. And um, so then the big the big uh, surprise. That's kind of brutal. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think what like, you're doing is awesome. Man. But you get up there, it's like, bye. Well, we you know they showed all the videos before before we got to talk, and whenever the girl on our video she was talking about her mom just passing away and the last thing, and I just started bawling, and I'm like why am I here yeah. <laughs> you know it's been fun but why am I here so then uh the big surprise was that you know everyone won all six finalists ended up winning three Friday night and three so that's why that's why I finally figured out 
the reason they said if we came Friday we'd be disqualified because yeah, they didn't want you to know. Yeah, they didn't want us to know, and so it was fun though. It was a an awesome experience. Is that going to be a big launching pad for you? Yes. Yeah. So we've been working on the MLB stuff since May. Um, I'll I'll talk about the Joe Maurer story here in a minute, but so we've been working on it since May, and it's it's quite a few hurdles to jump just to even be able to submit anything into the MLB and we're basically done we're, at, we're actually done with everything we can be until December they'll, they'll go to the winter meetings they'll finalize the 2018 regulations and then they'll send us the new packet then we'll be able to to enter our stuff in but about three weeks ago three or four weeks ago I guess I realized that we don't have enough wood inventory to to supply for the MLB because mm. You know, we we bought 332 billets, which is cylinder pieces of wood before they're bats. We bought 332 back in June. Well, we'll only give the top 10% of the wood to the MLB. So when you think about it, you know, 10% of 332 is not not much. And so, yeah. so in order to have enough just to give to the MLB, we need we need a we need a lot of wood. So I got a quote for. 1,332 pieces of wood and and that's what this this money will go to so it was basically like the last step of now I can sit back and say hey we we were ready we can we can get after it and it's still honestly it's still not enough wood we our goal is 2,000 bats next year 5,000 bats in three years and 10,000 plus bats in five years and on good for you and so you know we're gonna have to get a lot more wood there's some companies that keep $200,000 $200,000 worth of wood inventory at all times. And you should see, it's like the coolest picture ever. I mean, it's just a massive room full of thousands of pieces of wood. And so um, we'll get there someday, but this will this will help us get uh, at least through most of 2018. So how do you get into like MLB stuff? So the first thing you have to do is pay an annual fee and it's not cheap. And we've actually been blessed with someone that's that's offered to pay the first year for us. Oh, which cool. was, I mean, that was just, that was one of the first things that we were like, okay. Is it the same fee every year? Uh, yes and no. Whenever I looked back in 2014 about doing it, because, I mean, the f- first thing you want to do when you make a bat company is <laughs> try to figure out how to be in the MLB. Uh, back then it was, I think it was around 10000 and then now it's 14000 Okay. And it, I mean, it might go up a little bit, but. I and that, that's we'll the fee just to be able to supply Oh yeah, to, yeah. That's that's step one of even being able to turn your stuff in, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. So you do that, and then you have to have some some insurance coverage. Some you have to have quite a bit of insurance <laughs> coverage, um, which is not. I mean, it's it's not cheap. We got lucky, and we got a really good deal on our insurance, thanks to um, I go through John Lee Stoyloff, and and he man he worked hard at getting us a good deal. So cool. so we were able to get that, and then after that. You have to send two bats in, one to the headquarters of MLB in New York, and then you have to send one. They, they, they work with a company that tests the bats, so we'll send one there. So, And I didn't know this, but we'll turn all of our stuff in December, and then if we get approved there from January to March 31st will be crucial for us because we have to get 24 orders. And I don't know, I have to figure out if that means 24 like players and organizations or just 24 orders in general. 
We have to get that, and then we have to send 24 bats in to all be tested, and then they'll approve us for the season. So it's basically two approval processes. So organizations can can buy for the team, yes. or individual players can. They organizations buy for the team. So, like the Joe Mowers of the world, and um, guys that are well established, really good ball players. Of course, they have their signature bats and and whatnot. He uses Rawlings right now, and so um, for now, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Until next year. Um, but so he has, you know, his bats and he gets a handful at the beginning of the year for free. And then um, the organizations will buy bats for their minor league teams mainly. And then they'll buy they'll buy some for players as well. Like a lot of the pitchers they'll buy for, you know, National League pitchers yeah. they'll buy for and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, so that's why, like, we're going after pros, of course. Uh, but But really the pros are for our marketing. Yep. And then we're really going after the minor leagues because that's kind of where your inventory or your um, uh, money comes in and and all of that. So. Yeah. So I saw. I don't know how, how long ago was it that you posted this stuff on Mauer? Tell that, that story. That was that was in April. So that story that locked me up. Started. By the way, <laughs> I, I mean, I knew was... that you were legit. So this didn't make <laughs> well, you more legit. But when I saw that, I was just like, "Holy cow!" It was a. It was I always felt like we made pretty good bats, but. For Joe, who's won multiple batting titles and yeah. MVP and you know all this stuff, it was it meant it meant a whole lot, a whole lot to me just knowing that someone at that caliber really thinks that our bats are are good. But that story begins in I think it was October of last year. Some of our good friends, um, her grandpa is uh, pretty close with the twins, um, just kind of good friends. They live up in Minnesota, and they found out that I make bats. They came over for dinner one night. I had like, <laughs> you should see our house. Now it's not as bad because we have the bat barn. But back in the day, it was like bats were decoration. I mean, they're <laughs> just thrown around everywhere. I'm sure Rachel's probably glad that they're not, that she can actually have some kind of good decoration now. But To um, me, that sounds like great decoration. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so they saw it. And then she let her grandpa know that I make bats. And so... He was having a birthday party, and Joe was going to be there. And he said, oh, can you can he make a bat for Joe? And so we were at church, and my friend said, hey, uh, do you know Joe Maurer? And I was like, uh, yes, I know Joe yeah. Maurer. <laughs> I grew up watching him. And so um, he said, hey, can you make him a bat? He's going to be at this, you know, this Dylan. And, uh, were you super said, nervous making that bat? Oh, my goodness. So I can make a bat in like 30 minutes, hand turned. That bat took me probably five hours. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so nerve wracking. Uh, so I made him a bat and sent it to him, and I wrote him a letter just saying, "Hey, just thanks for the opportunity for one thing, but two, if if you get a chance to try it." At that point, I still didn't know like rules if if yep. he had a contract with Rawlings or how. I didn't know how any of that worked. Um, said I understand if you can't, but if you can and give me some feedback, that would be I would love that. And so. They gave him the bat in, I think it was in November, and uh, took a picture with him holding the bat. You know, he said, you know, it looks great and love it. But I didn't hear anything until March. And, um, I mean, he's he's Joe, so he's not hurting for a bat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, that was fine. I understood. But uh, in March, my friend texted me, and he basically said, hey, you're never going to believe this. And the grandpa had emailed him and said hey joe loved the bat he loved the fill 
I think he said he loved the fill and grain count of the bat, I believe. And he wants to talk about getting more for the season. And I probably didn't sit down yeah. <laughs> for like three hours. I was just like walking around my house, um, texting everyone and saying, Joe wants a bat. So that was in March. That was like right at the end of March. And they just so happened to be playing the Rangers April, I think it was April 20th or somewhere around there. And so I I made them three more bats. And um, I'm not so much the guy to like ask, for example, in this example, I ne- didn't necessarily want to ask if we could go down to Rangers Stadium to to give them the bats. <laughs> and, and Rachel, on the other hand, is very much, she, you know, she'll just ask. Yeah, um, which is good. It, yeah, which is great. So we, we emailed – the couple up in Minnesota, or Rachel did, um, the week before the game. And it was like, hey, we got the bats done. Uh, we can either ship them out on Monday, or we know that they are playing the Rangers, I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we could maybe give them to them on Wednesday. And uh, they said, oh, yeah. They said, we'll get in contact with Joe. I'm sure he'd be happy to you know, to do that. And, and then on Tuesday, I was, um, I was filming – and I got a call, and, of course, I was filming, so I didn't answer. And then I listened back to the voicemail, and it was Joe. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was the, it was the coolest thing, yeah. So I called him back, and, I mean, he is the nicest guy. He really is. And so we went down there on Wednesday, uh, got to go kind of – actually, when we went, we went down to the basement and met him in front of the clubhouse, the Rangers were kind of just getting done with with batting practice and of course I'm a Rangers fan and so like Elvis was passing us I mean just like you just like handing them bats us. I, I should have okay. like, here you go, go. hey Rugnad yeah. you're gonna need this <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean that was really cool and then he actually Joe wasn't playing that night which which worked out better because he could kind of you know hang out with us and um just really kind of enjoy the bats rather rather than getting ready for a game and so we met him and he took us up to the ball field this is my favorite thing about – probably one of my favorite things about that day, when we walked out of the tunnel, we had – it was me, Rachel, and Stella. Our, she was almost one-year-old at that time. So we had our little umbrella stroller, a Minnie Mouse backpack, and then uh, our friends came with us, that, that Nojo, and they have a little boy that's three months younger than Stella. So they had all their stuff, you know, and I had a camera bag and everything too. So when we got to the stairs – Joe's like, hey, do you want me to help you get some stuff up? And I was like, that would be awesome. And so he put Stella's Minnie Mouse backpack on. And, you know, he had his, like, twins get up, you know, Joe Maurer jersey and everything, uh, Minnie Mouse backpack on and, and helped me carry the stroller up. And uh, so we got up there. And, of course, you know, there's 30 or 40 people yelling his name, trying to get his autograph. And I'm like, that's the that's the greatest thing. <laughs> he's, he's got that Minnie Mouse backpack on and – so yeah, that's just the kind of guy he is. He has he has two little four year old twin girls too. So oh, cool. he, he he knows you know he knows what it's like to tote all that stuff around. So that's so, got to yeah. be the most surreal experience. Oh dude, it just was, sitting there handing Joe Mauer. It was it was it. Was, I will never forget that day. I mean, it was it was the coolest thing. And and so he got he got to hit with them um, in batting practice. Hit a couple home runs with them, and um, and he, he really, I mean, he he really liked the bats and. The coolest part to me, um, I kind of knew he would be, I guess, nice about the bats. Like, hey, they look great. But he did. He gave me some really, really good feedback on you know what we could be better at because that's that's one thing that every bat that we send out, 
especially to guys like that, is we want them to – we basically want them to just, like, tear it apart yep. and say, this is how it can be better. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we want our bats to be the best bat in the world. And that's, like, someone on the other day were like, really, the, like, not just the best bat in the MLB. I'm like, I mean, we're going to – we're striving to be the best bat in the world. I yeah. mean, end of story. And so, um, so he gave us some good feedback. But the coolest part was – the guys that came up to us and talked to us about the bats that they didn't, I mean, they didn't even have to come say hi to us. I mean, they, you know, it wasn't like we were giving them bats, but, um, uh, Byron Buxton came up and talked to us, their center fielder, um, which he had an awesome second year or second, second half of the season this year. Um, so he came up and talked to us for a good while. Latroy Hawkins. Do you remember Latroy Hawkins? He was a, he was a closer for like 10 or 15 years, but he, he, he played all up north, so mm-hmm. he played for the Twins. I think maybe the Blue Jays. Um, so, um, but he was had a really successful year. And then uh, Tory Hunter. So That's I, pretty I cool. mean, I mean, of course, you know. That's pretty. We cool. all know Tory Hunter. Um, he came up and talked to us, and he talked to me that day a little bit about getting some for his son, who plays in the Angels organization. So, uh, we're gonna get back in contact with him when we get MLB approved and cool. try to get that. So that to me that that weighed more than even what Joe was saying, just because those guys didn't even have to come talk to us. And they, yeah. took, they took the time to come talk to us and let us know that our bats were, were good bats. And so that's pretty neat. Yeah. So you're hoping to be approved for this next season? Yes. 2018 season? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be running gun. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a busy year. So you, can um, you start marketing to these guys before you're approved, or do you have to wait until you're approved before you can start kind of going um, after You really – you have to wait till you're approved really to do anything, but, um, fungos aren't like, I don't know if you saw, we went up to Minnesota back in August and gave some fungos to the diamondbacks and the twins. Yeah. I saw that. And so like what, what we are trying to do in 2017 and we got to do a little bit of it, you know, meeting Joe going to Minnesota is just getting our names in the clubhouses. Yeah. So then that that way next year when we go to them, they they just don't they already know our name basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So fungos. Yeah. We can we get it to those guys and we can market it. But bats, we kind of lay low a little bit just because we don't want to run into any trouble. Yeah. And um and but we are about to start sending um trying to get some bats in some guys' hands in the off season, so that way they they can um, decide whether they want to try it. But but we'll go to, like, the spring trainings. That's why they're so important because we'll just take, you know, a good number of bats to both and jump around to each place and, yeah. you know, let them try it. We need to do everything we can to get him the official bat of the Texas Rangers because I think they need something different. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> Especially room out of door. Who's your favorite? Okay, two questions. So who's your favorite current Ranger? Favorite current Ranger, uh, Adrian Beltre, just because of his character. I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a incredible, but yeah, his character is awesome. Oh, I hope that he holds up. Golly, I do too. I mean, he didn't look like he slowed down at all this year. Oh no, no. I mean, no. He's I mean he had some, of course, had some injuries. But yeah, which is still kind of weird to see him hurt. Oh no, I mean, you kind of look at him and think, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just you just think he's never gonna one quit playing and two ever be hurt. But yeah, he's just—he's a machine. We got. I mean, because I mean, when he'd come back to injuries, it was like, 
he was never gone. I, I mean, know. You know, most or a lot of guys, they kind of work back up, and you're like, okay, he's back at 100%. But it's like he goes he goes up to the plate and just he wants to try to hit one out of the ballpark every time. It's going down to one knee. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We got the – when we were super lucky, got the privilege. We bought tickets like the night before for his 3,000th hit game. And I wanted to be there so bad. Man, I, I cried like a baby. That's just like a crazy moment. Like I don't know if I'll oh, ever – I mean, there's a good chance I'll never see it again in my life no. at a game. No. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's unreal. Can you imagine? His family running out there, and uh, that, was, that was unreal. Yeah. That's probably the best Rangers moment. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whenever I saw the picture of his family running out there, I thought, gosh, I teared up a little bit too. Yeah, that's unreal. Who's your favorite, who's your favorite ball player of all time? Of all time, Nolan Ryan. I wanted to be – I liked pitching growing up. I didn't get yeah. to do a lot of it in high school, but hands down, Nolan Ryan. I mean, that dude was just unreal. And and his work ethic just in life is yeah. – is, I mean, it's just – it's so good. It's a bummer he left the Rangers organization. It is very much so. I've tried to dive into it, and the more I get into it, the more I realize, like, I don't want to know what happened. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> when he got there, he, he totally changed, like, their workouts, didn't he? Like, said, hey, we're going to run. Yep. I mean, because – that I remember the year that he got there and he kind of took over, you know, what the pitchers are going to do. Our injuries, or at least I felt like our in, pitching injuries went way down. Um, and then that was the year that we – was that the year that we made it to the World Series? First or second time? or I think so. I think it – I mean, it was within a year either way. Yeah. And then, yeah, no pitch count. I was like, yes. Yeah, we're throwing until someone's arm falls off. <laughs> yeah. I, I read a quote. Someone asked him, the most he pitched, and I think he said something like, I don't know, something like 240-something pitches. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, man, yeah. We always we always like argue. I've been trying to justify Odor all year to Jared <laughs> that I think he's a future Hall of Famer. That's right. And uh, he had a lot of home runs this year, and he batted like – 204. Yeah, 204. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like uh, Aaron Judge. I mean, that dude I mean, just killed homers, but – I looked at his – I mean, I guess his batting average wasn't great. Yeah. Like two-something. Yeah. yeah. It probably wasn't 204, like a Ruge. <laughs> but, yeah. Jared, I have this long argument. That's what I talked about over there. I'm kind of afraid to ask you. But did you ever play Jared in high school? Did oh, play yeah. each other? We, did, yeah, did he we pitch played, to you? We played with each other growing up, and then um, you had to have pitched to us. Probably. Oh, thank we, we had, like, two pitchers when I was in high school, so it was either me or Josh Wright. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I heard, yep. Do you remember hitting a home run off Jared? Yeah, for sure. Okay. At good. least, how many? You probably pitched against me three times, so at least probably six home runs. Six home runs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. I only, I only hit one home run in high school, but six against. You yeah, know, Jared. Against Jared. Which yeah. doesn't even really count. You know, on the I record mean. books, yeah. <laughs> so you did hit a home run in high school? Yeah. Did you bat I, flip? I hit one. No, that was before the bat flip was cool. You know, my dad. <laughs> I only hit. I think three home runs my entire life. I was very much a line drive up the middle hitter. Um, I have a story about that in a second. But um, my dad, my dad has like the most incredible work ethic that you could ever see. And so he always said, when you hit a home run, I want you to run like you're like you're 
like you just hit a double. <laughs> and so all three of my home runs, it, it probably looked really goofy because I would just like sprint around <laughs> around the bases all the way. Like that probably looks really weird, but yeah. <laughs> so, but my home run in high school was on uh, Petrolius Field. Did you ever play on Petrolius Field? I hit, I hit one at Petrolius. I hit two. One was at Petrolius. They're, it was like a jet stream? <laughs> they're, right, they're right field is... I mean, it's probably like 95 feet. I mean, it's, it looks so short. And I hit a I got through a curveball, and I hit what I thought was a routine pop fly to the right fielder, or where the right fielder would be standing in at Birchfield. And it went over the fence. And I was like, okay. And then uh, the guy after me, he hit the wall in center field, and center field was like, I swear it was close to 500 feet. It was the longest center field I've ever seen in my life. So he was kind of mad because – I mean, if he would have hit it right field, he probably would have hit the school. And uh, <laughs> I just got lucky. So We'll go out and play home run derby from time to time, and we'll try to find, like, the smallest field. Oh, yeah. Because it just feels so good. Hit one off the lights or yeah. – I feel play, awesome. Yeah, I played it in a softball game. I joined these guys, and I didn't realize while I was joining. Like, mm-hmm. they had, like, these real nice jerseys that showed up, and they were super serious. And that gave me a hard time the whole season that I couldn't hit a home run. <laughs> and so it, like, became a mission. And uh, it was, like, the second-to-last game, and I ripped one, and I bat-flipped, and I put my head down. <laughs> And it two hopped the wall. No way. It wasn't even close. <laughs> I got a single. So awesome. at that point, I realized like I don't think I don't think I have the power. No, yeah. I'm gonna just try to get on base. Yeah. I was the no only way. guy. I was the only guy doing like slap bunts and softball. <laughs> just trying to get on. That's awesome. So here's the question: Jared and I argue about this all the time. So think about this carefully. This determines Jared and I's relationship, maybe. <laughs> Who do you feel more confident that you could get a hit off? You, Darvish. At his peak. So the best MLB pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Or in baseball, normal baseball rules, or Jenny Finch in softball. I 100% you, Darvish. Dang it. Why? Who does, do you, do you I think just think, you, I think I could figure it out. Give me like two oh, weeks. Dude. Do you want to hear a story about softball and baseball pitching-wise? No. Because <laughs> it's going to totally completely like, destroy my – It's going to destroy it. So I, did, I did find a YouTube video of Albert Pujols betting against Jenny Finch. Did he did he get it? He wasn't or? even close. Oh dude. Well, um one of my good friends growing up played baseball forever, Keaton. Keaton Green. Joey, his dad, played at OU and one day they went to the softball field and the entire lineup hit against their uh their softball pitcher. He said only one person even touched a ball and it was a foul ball and that was it. He said it's the weirdest like you just is it just the motion? It's I guess because it rises like, or I don't know what it does, but we got we got deep so... into this argument. Like we did, I was doing research, and they had like a behind the plate cam, and that rise ball makes oh, no dude. sense. Like I don't know how you, I guess you just get used to it after years. But that when watching that, I'm like I don't I don't know how you do that. No, yeah, there's there's absolutely now. Let me say this: Do I think I could get a hit off of you, Darvish? Probably not. But maybe with one of your two, bats. Between the two, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I did get a hit off of uh, uh, Brandon Workman, but I don't call it a hit. I, I thought it was an error. They counted it as a hit, but he pitches for the, the Red Sox. But So it was a hit, though? They counted it. The, the news guy came up after and he was like, how does it feel to get a hit off of? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, it was, it was a hit. But uh, I kind of – tricked him in some sort his curveball was the craziest thing i've ever seen so first at bat i um of course struck out i think everyone on our team did and uh second at bat i thought there's no way i'm gonna hit his curveball no way 
I have a slight chance of maybe making contact with his fastball because, I mean, in high school, the dude just had to throw it right down the middle every time. I mean, he was throwing 95. No one could touch him, um, especially in 3A at that point. And um, so the first fastball he threw me, most pitches he threw, or most at-bats he threw, fastball, curveball, fastball. And I knew if I could be really late on his fastball <laughs> the first time, then he would throw me another fastball. So I, didn't, I don't even think I started swinging until it was in the glove. I mean, it was like... <laughs> and, uh, so then I knew he was going to throw me a fastball, and I thought, well, if he throws me a curveball, I guess I'll just look really dumb. Um, but I started swinging. I'm not kidding. He was probably right here when I started swinging, and I made contact, and I honestly didn't even know what to do. <laughs> like, I like, totally forgot that I needed to run at first. And, um, yeah, shortstop backhanded it and bobbled it. But, um, but yeah, I totally – that's a hit. I mean, as I long as the scorebook puts it down, doesn't matter. I guess, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So. That's crazy. I'm just glad you hit six home runs off Jared. You know, it's a. That's what I want the podcast title. <laughs> Leland, yeah. who hit six home runs off Jared. That's pretty. In awesome. one game. I'll put founder owner hit six home runs off Jared. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, we we play a lot of home run derby. Can yeah. you cork a bat for me? Yeah, is that a bad? Is that bad for you it's, going to this MLB stuff? Uh, I'm not yeah, looking I mean, to get you, you know, a controversy. We we have never we we'll probably never will cork a bat, but we did a um, we just like fixed up our cupping machine, and um, Ross, uh, brother-in-law that works works out there at the bat barn, what we call it. Um, yeah, he totally like got a real deep drill drill bit, and he did it to where I guess you could cork it if you wanted to, but. Um, yeah, well, we got there. And that might be my only shot. <laughs> I just want to hit 1620. Is it oh, like? Good. Is there a court yeah, for that? That's possible. Yeah, that's possible for sure. Man, one, I appreciate your time. Oh yeah. I, I probably could do this for like six hours and just talk baseball. Oh. So I'd love for you to come back and and keep us updated on what's going on. But sure. before we leave, give give me some advice. So this this podcast is for business owners, marketers, and just people trying to start something. Mm-hmm. So like, any advice you have for somebody? Who I mean, you've been you've been grinding at this for a while. Like, yeah. what would you say to the person who's like, I have a dream, I want to do this, but I'm not how to start. Um, the first thing I would say is figure out exactly what your dream is. Like, what is your long term goal? Uh, because through the process, I mean, there is <laughs> almost daily there's going to be doubts that come into your head. Like, can I do this? I don't know if I can. Um, and so to always be able to fall back on what that long-term goal is, um, is huge. And so, I mean, you can ask Rachel, there was those first couple of years, there's probably five or six times I said, honestly, there's probably five or six times I said, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I, you know, I have a good job. I, you know, I don't, I can just do that and you know, whatever. But, um, that was actually even in January of this year, I, I prayed a lot about closing the business, closing the business, selling everything, being done. And uh, mm. about three three weeks of praying, I told Rachel, I said, I don't know why, because at that point we weren't getting that many orders. I wasn't pushing for it. Um, but I said, I don't know why, but I feel like the Lord wants me to keep it open and take it one bat at a time. And so I did, and then, of course, all the Joe Meyer stuff. So keep that long-term goal in mind. Um, and also know that the first couple of weeks, months, years, it is going to be a lot of time. I yeah. mean, there is... You know, right now, you know, I get up uh, between three and four every morning and I'm working until I have to go to work. And then I always make sure to have family time after work. 
but about eight or nine. If I, if I have more stuff to do that day, I, I'll do that. And then have a planner. That's my, that's my, that's my final deal is, is, um, I was getting so frustrated because I could get 5% of 20 things done, but I couldn't get anything done. Well, then I started keeping a daily planner and what it does is, is a, it allows you like, like this. I don't, I don't need to think about anything else because I know from 10 to whatever time it is right now, I'm doing this right now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have time to put down on my planner to work on my website tonight. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so yeah, so organize your, organize your, your business and, and get, get after it yeah is basically what it comes down to yeah i'm super bad at that my dad used the analogy the other day like just going through the forest and taking hacks out of trees but never chopping anything down yes and that's all i do i just run and i just try to find stuff it is and then i didn't get anything done just got a little bit of some stuff done yeah i mean it's the most it's the most frustrating thing but i mean really like that was that was june and july for me and uh, at the end of july i got a, a thing called the best best self journal maybe or something like that basically is a daily planner but it gives you like you know this is what i did today that was good what's three pros three things i need to work on you know all that stuff and what i couldn't get done in a month i started being able to get done in like three days i mean it was good for you yeah it was was nuts but yeah that's good man yeah one i appreciate you being here you're an inspiration i'm super proud of you i mean from i mean that's a long time and then now for to start popping so i'm i'm glad man i'm excited to see Couple of bat flips in the MLB. Well, this is a hello bat. Oh yeah. Hopefully from Rudin Hopefully not a not a, a two bounce off the wall bat flip. Well, I mean, I'm hopically know. the caliber is different than mine. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe you should be but, good. Maybe your bat could bring Josh Hamilton back to win a Rangers World Series. That would be awesome. That's what I'm I'm holding out for. You know, 2018 is gonna be a good year for the Rangers. That's right. I don't know. I just say that every year. <laughs> Last year I picked they'd go 162 and 0. I mean, it's. It was possible. Yeah. It was. And, you know, until like after the first day. Yeah. But. At that point, we were like, man, I just hope we get 50 wins this year. <laughs> but who do you want to win the World Series? Astros, Dodgers? That's tough. I, know. I mean, being a Rangers fan, that's one thing I've learned about having a bat company. You can't really, like, on Instagram, I have to be real careful oh, yeah. commenting on MLB, like, go Astros. Because then I'm like, well, then if, you know, another organization sees it, yeah. it's like, oh. You don't have to answer that question then. <laughs> I will though. Good. Being from Texas, I feel like Astros for sure. Um, but I've always liked the Dodgers, and really just because I've been to their stadium and it's awesome. But yeah, I guess Astros. I feel bad because being from Texas and being a Rangers fan, I'm like, yeah, not the Astros. <laughs> Dodgers. Yeah. So I just want to look at them all year. I'm like, oh, oh, these guys yeah. got yeah. lucky. Well, sign up Altuve. That dude. Can swing a bat. Yeah, that didn't, he didn't count. It's unreal. I don't. I don't know if there's many. I, I don't dislike a lot of the Astros, but I love Altuve. Oh my goodness, he's unreal. He uh, he's five foot four. That, yeah, and they put his like playoff season average, and it was like six thirty two. Like how in the world? How do you do that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. So I don't. I try not to, we try not to be Astro haters because it's cool. They're from Texas. Yeah, whatever. But you have to, if you're a Rangers fan. I know you have to be. It was fine when they were in the NL. Yeah, they choose to come over to the big boy league. And which isn't really the big boy, <laughs> not with the last few years. So, no, man, I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and let's it's do this a again. Good time. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Loved it. This has been uh, episode 11, and we're out. <laughs>